0: All state, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red, an NFL vet. It's Dugness or
1: uh, or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Tower 2. It's the Blackshirt Hour continues. Jay Moore with us. Blackshirt, Husker, NFL, or co-host Big Red Wrap-Up on Hale Varsity at Jay Moore. 44 is where you can find him on Twitter. Jay Bird, uh, bittersweet. Great uh, day of football yesterday. We got a week off, and then it is Super Bowl 58. Your Niners back in the dance. Uh, We'll start with San Fran. What would you think?
2: Well, off to another shaky start. Just kind of how they got off um, this week prior to Green Bay. Just defense not hitting on all cylinders. I think the offense has kind of got... Got them figured out a little bit. A lot of uh, misdirection, you know. Got kind of get them going fast, flowing one way, and then whether it's reverse or um, I don't know wait, that kind of like fake fullback dive, you know, flip play. Yeah. Green Bay ran that a lot against them in the week previous. Uh, last in uh, you saw the Detroit do it. Obviously, the first touchdown of the game was a reverse. You know, the 49ers defense is very fast and aggressive, so teams are trying to take advantage of that. Um, trying to do some things uh, to break tendencies against me and they did. They had a lot of success, but uh, to a very slow start, you know, they found a way to win just like how they found a way to win against, against green Bay. Um, so just a lot of grittiness, defense, making plays, getting turnovers. We need to do that. Getting plenty of forced down, fourth down stops as uh, people have been discussing all day with Dan Dan Campbell's decisions to go forward on fourth down numerous times and, uh, he's been doing it all year, so uh, just they found a way, and I think that's just I. Uh, I can't say that they did, you know, one thing well. I think offensively, you know, having Debo play helped. They got him the ball uh, and utilized him. I mean, McCaffrey was outstanding. Uh, Kittle, you know, steps in and, and does this thing when he needs to. Ayuk made a, a fantastic catch off the with the ball bouncing off the guy's helmet, um, getting close to the goal line, but. They found a way uh, they need to clean it up because I think the way the chiefs are playing right now, they've, they got it figured out. They know who they are. They know they want, who they want to be. Um, so I, I, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hell of a show down here in a couple weeks when uh, in Vegas.
3: Jay, does, does Kyle Shanahan owe Dan Campbell maybe a Christmas card next year for that fourth down decision late in that one to, to go for it instead of kicking the field goal? What's your take on that? There's been a lot of discussion surrounding that decision today because some people say, well, that's just what Dan Campbell's done all year long. You can't compromise what got you there. But then other people are saying, it's the NFC title game. You have to, to play the percentage. the game, for and, God's sake. And understand that in a moment such as that, maybe you do have to compromise what's gotten you there in order to, to give yourself the best chance that night well what's your take on that decision
2: yeah it's it's hard because he has done it he has done it all year and i know they had issues with kickers uh, i don't know if they, they might be on their second kicker so far of the season i think they are um so i, I understand that and, it, and it's one th- i think you got to take account for is how coaches have a feel for a game I and mean, there, there's there's definitely something to that but i thought i'm a big fan of preserving momentum And I think it's more so in college than NFL, but I think they had it. I mean, obviously they had it for the whole first half. They came out, got to start off a little sluggish, you know, and and you knew San Francisco was going to fight back, but, you know, they still had the lead. They go for it again. I'm not sure if this is the one you're referencing, Elijah or not, but I think they go for it. They don't get it. And then San Francisco comes down. And scores their very next drive, and the game was over from there. Yep. In my my opinion, I thought the whole momentum switched right there. If they go and get three there, I think they still might win. have a you know win this football game, and even though they had they had got to get the score late, you know, and had to rely on an onside kick situation, um, that that decision right there, and I know they ended up going for it again uh, later in the game because you kind of had to, right? You're running out of time, but I thought that one was a very interesting one. I think that there you take the points uh two maybe a three score I can't remember again if it was a three score made it a three score game 17 at that time it, it would have it,
1: yeah it would have it was fourth and two you're at the 9 or 28 this is yeah. after they get the field goal on the opening drive of the third quarter and D- Detroit gets the ball for the first time in the second half and and they 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 miss the the pass on fourth and two that's yeah. the momentum so think, killer
2: I, yeah i think you got to in that moment you got to kick it i, I it's you know the analytics say this and you know your feel of the game say this, but I, I think you you know the momentum killer. You just you can't have that. Uh, you cause you just you know just being on the road and how good the uh, the team the 49ers, are. Uh, again, points are a premium. It's like it's like playing in the U.S. Open, right? You know pars. You can't lose making pars. So sometimes you just gotta make the not necessarily the easy play, but I'd say the smart play and and take it and. Um, and get your points and see what happens, but it's it's going to get talked talked about. Um, I know for the next couple of days, I'm sure there's a lot of Lions fans that are scratching their head. But also, I I don't know if I mean if it comes down to it with Dan Campbell and, and his coaching staff if they kind of figure that they're playing with house money at that point too. Uh, but it's so hard to get that far, and you're so close. And for, for a franchise and organization that's been through. You know, winless seasons and just bad management, bad coaching. To get so close and just you know, I I'm ne- i would never say it. It's not. It's definitely not a not a careless decision, but obviously a very very risky decision uh, that cost you. So I, I know it's he's gonna have probably some sleepless nights uh, the next next week or so, uh, waking up and you know a cold sweat thinking about kicking it or, or you know or what what to do. But um, I would expect. You know, Detroit. to would be right back in this thing next year. You know, barring anything crazy, they might lose some coaches um, to some new spots with all these new, new, new head coaching changes. But uh, they got they got a good system. They got a lot of young players. Uh, golf's not going anywhere. You know, I think the young offensive talent they brought in, and you know, they got some really good young defensive talent too that they're going to be able to build on and, and, and keep. Uh, and honestly, probably in, until the NFC you North, know, it's just uh, until Chicago gets their kind of thing together, the Bears imagine it's you know kind of a two-headed race there with uh with the Packers and Jordan Love and, and the Lions going forward and I, I vision that for the next couple of years
0: obviously Jay the fourth and two that didn't go the Lions way was you know pretty costly in that game but then you fast forward a little bit later in that quarter and a fumble between Goff and Jameer Gibbs on kind of an awkward handoff that was kind of broken from the beginning I mean how big was that play in your opinion and was that maybe even bigger than the fourth and two
2: Oh, it's huge. I mean, turnovers in any football game are a premium. But on the road, NFC Championship game, you, you can't afford to have them. And that was – I mean, and, and again, obviously where they fumbled it too. It's – they're in – well, I think or San Francisco scored two or three plays later. I mean, it was right around the 20, 25-yard line. So, um, big, big, huge play. It wasn't a ton of um, turnovers in this game. But that one was just, it just kind of got this kind of the, like you said, momentum, the snowball effect going because obviously San Francisco was struggling uh, to kind of get things going, capture momentum, and all of a sudden, boom, kind of a missed handoff. And he he still had somewhat control of it. I think, you know, San Francisco did a good job. He quite couldn't completely secure it, but the defense just did a great job of getting it out. And, you know, sometimes you got to go make plays, and uh, the 49ers definitely made some plays.
1: We'll get thoughts on Chiefs Baltimore in a moment, but final thought on the Niners, Jay, and where are you at with Brock Purdy? Uh, made some throws, was able to stand in in the heat of some blitzes and take some shots and deliver some great throws, but man, it's it's time to give that kid a standing O for just the feel, specifically those three 15 to 20-yard scrambles he had. He's not the uh, <laughs> dual threat uh, that, that, you know, Lamar is, or even Mahomes is known for the scramble ability, but Purdy really saved their ass a few times with some big time runs to keep that momentum.
2: He did, you know, it just, I think, I just look, I think back to, I don't know what week it was. They, when they played the Eagles in Philly and beat the crap out of them. And I feel like they, that was the best performance they had all year. That was, that was Purdy's best performance they had all year, um, and they kind of struggled, you know. They had, they got beat up by the Ravens uh, a week or two after that. Um, didn't finish finish out the season strong, even though they had I know they already clinched the division. Uh, but it just kind of seemed like Purdy just didn't quite have a a grasp, and just didn't look very clean, and hasn't looked very efficient. And again, against Green Bay, they had issues, and again against Detroit, they had issues. But when a play was needed to be made, he stepped up and got a, he made a play. And I know he has fantastic weapons around him. I fully understand that. But the ability to, to climb in the pocket and scramble and get, you know, those those first downs were crucial, big-time plays. I know people want to, you know, you know talk about his, you know, he can't struggle showing the football because of his small hand size and so on and so forth. But the dude is – he got it done. He's got it done multiple times. And he, he was – the same game last year in Philly, he got hurt, and that offense crumbled. So I, I love um, – the grit, you know, the grittiness that he has, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be perfect, and he's not going to look. I mean, it's not going to be Mahomes' ass by any means. It's just, it's just He's going to do what he does and and make plays. And now you got a, now you got a Super Bowl where you got one quarterback making forty-five million versus a guy that's making like nine hundred grand. So it's just, it's just the the beauty of it all. And uh, and trust me, Brock will be getting his payday here pretty soon. I, uh, I can only imagine.
3: Jay, do you like the 49ers' chances against the Chiefs? We'll get to the Chiefs and Ravens game in here in just a second. They're the, the favorite according to Vegas. I see it more as a pick'em. What what's your take on how the 49ers and the Chiefs match up?
2: I don't I don't like the 49ers right now. Uh the way that Kansas City's playing, but the only thing that might help San Francisco is is a, they have the two week break and just Kansas City's so hot. They are playing so well. Mahomes is playing so well. The efficiency as they do, I mean doesn't have an incomplete, you know, for the, what, the first 11 or 12 passes yesterday. That's just, I mean, against that Ravens defense on the road, and the weather wasn't uh, great by any means. The, and their defense is really, really good. The Spagnols defense has done a fantastic job of dialing up certain looks and multiple looks, and uh, they just know how to attack you and, and kind of do what they do, but do it from different styles and different looks that like just confuse. I mean, he Lamar had couldn't even get to his – never seems like he was able to throw to his first or second look all day yesterday. So that ability of that defense, they played so well. And I don't think people, um, you know, can fully grasp how good they've been. Hasn't, hasn't let an offense get to 30 points yet this year. So um, just really, really, I mean, I, I lean the Chiefs. I think they're playing better football. Uh, you, Mahomes is healthy. You know, we all the years that Kansas City has been in in the Super Bowl, he's always had a toe, an ankle, a foot. Something's dinged up. He's healthy. Uh, they got it going right now. And I just think the way that they've played, going back to back on the road, winning, and against how kind of sloppy San Francisco's played at home. I gotta I gotta lean. I gotta lean the Chiefs way, unfortunately. But again, there's a two week break, get things cleaned up. Who knows? I mean it's just one more game left. You never know what happens. Uh maybe San Francisco can figure it out. But I, I gotta lean Kansas City's way right now.
0: And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio.
1: With Jay Moore with his shirt Oscar. NFL or co-host Big Red Wrap Up on Hale Varsity at Jay Moore 44.
0: Let's go to Chiefs Ravens here, Jay, and it felt like as as well as the Chiefs have been playing the last couple of weeks and, you know, they look like the Chiefs of the past couple of years now, especially in these playoffs, but watching the game from my perspective yesterday it just felt like as the game went on the ravens got more and more undisciplined in those late moments what do you take away from that and obviously we all know about the uh zay Flowers situation down the stretch
2: yeah it just they just kind of kansas city came out and punched them in the mouth and uh they didn't know how to respond you know they come out and get the ball first and drive right down the field and they get the first down convert fourth down conversion Um, in that drive and then a little nice back shoulder throw to Kelsey there in the end zone and boom you're up seven nothing but like I said they just Kansas City's defense was so good so they gave him so many different multiple looks like I said uh, Lamar Jackson his first look was never there you never was able to get a ball out on time Uh, just it was never smooth I think the other thing that kind of was interesting to me from from Baltimore standpoint was they're, they're a team they're a, they're a team that can run the football, fantastic at it. But they just – they get these big, you know, personnel you – know, we call them 21, two backs, one tight end, or 22, uh, two backs, two tight ends, or a 12 personnel look, and they would to run the football out of it. They'd almost try to pass it. And then the, as much blitzing as Kansas City wanted to do, they kind of refused to – you know the the screen game, utilize the screen game, and just kind of you heard you heard Bromo say it yesterday. You got to throw the ball where the blitz is coming from. They kind of just never took advantage of what Kansas City was doing. They didn't have a they didn't have a counter to to Steve Spagnuolo's defense, and that was very very surprising. And then you you, you talk about the being undisciplined. You get the turnovers. You get the penalties. Uh, I mean that that turnover at the goal line there by Zay Flowers. I mean that's a that's a breaker. You know, and in and, and just a few plays before, you know, he had he got the taunting. You know, he got him all the way down there, got the taunting, and then reaches out to try to score, which um, can't blame him trying to make a play and just a perfect, you know, hand on the ball knocks the ball out, and it's just you know, they just can never get it going their their way. Everything was everything was very hard fought for. Even their first touchdown, it was a you know, it was kind of a scramble situation, and and uh, Lamar, you know. Broke about two or three tackles and found Zay in the, in the flowers in the end zone, but it just never, never looked smooth. It was just a clunky performance, undisciplined performance, and the turnovers, which um, were surprising. And, and honestly, going into the halftime, I think you know Baltimore has definitely been a second half team. Uh, their their points, you know, differential uh, compared to the first and second half is is not even in, not even close. So I thought they would turn it on, but I tell you what, Kansas City, they got figured out right now, playing very very good. Uh, brain of football, and, and it's kind of different than what we're kind of used to. Kansas City's kind of going bigger personnels and just very simple, more traditional-like football, and it's, it's working for them. And um, and again, that that really good defense that Baltimore has just couldn't you know find a way to get a stop.
3: Jay Moore is with us here. And Jay, the, the thing that I can't make make sense in my own head from the Ravens yesterday was eight total handoffs. That's it. From one of the best teams running the football. I know Lamar Jackson had eight carries on his own, but in terms of the handoff rushing attack, Gus Edwards had three carries. Justice Hill had three carries. Zay Flowers had two. That was it. Eight total handoffs in an entire game. That makes no
1: sense. First down runs. They're 50 50 with quarterback run or sticking with the run game. Did you jump in on this? And they, they did five first down runs all game long. All game. What about. Bird, you, I mean, dude, you can't outthink yourself if you're a monkin and, and the coordinator, right? I mean, I'm not going to raise my hand and say, hey, let's let Marth, let's let Lamar throw it <laughs> I mean, all it, the time.
3: Is there anything that you saw, Jay, from the, the Chiefs front that would lead you to believe that there's a reason why the Ravens did that, or is that just a horrible game plan?
2: No, not necessarily. I mean, I mean it's it's hard to, watching it from, you know, the sideline on a, on a TV copy, it's, it's hard just, it's obviously footballs is a numbers game, and you have, you know, one to two plays that get called in the huddle and you have your checks and, you know, you know, you work on your game plans all week to, so if you get a, a certain look or, you know, the safety drops down in the box from, you know, the the strong side or the weak side or the boundary side versus the field side, whatever it is, you know, you, you might, you might look to do certain things. And, but I mean, I was it from my viewpoint, uh, I, I didn't see anything. I just, I just think sometimes you, you can, you just kind of get out over your skis a little too much. And you try to, you try to, do a little too too much, and it's like you you forget who you are, and you kind of forget who what got you there. And granted, I know Lamar's probably going to be the MVP, and you want to lean on him too. But it's like, man, you were good all years because you're able to run the football. Teams are able to run the football. You can that's how you get multiple. That's how you can utilize the passing game. That's how you can u- l- utilize Lamar in the running game as well. Is because you you got to you got to stop that run first and foremost as a defense. And then you can kind of just run your, your counter punches and, and what do you want to do off of, off of that? And they just never were able to kind of, you know, kind of dance with what brought, who, you know, uh, what got them there. And uh, that's that was the run game. And again, I kind of alluded to that earlier, you know, from one of those bigger personnels, you know, they didn't run out of it like they did all year. And it's just like, man, I just you just scratched your head. And, you know, at times they did run. They were very, very successful. So I uh, probably just overthinking it, and again, I think when you get you get punched in the mouth and they come down and score on your defense, and that's just the thing too is <laughs> that defense has been good for all year, and all of a sudden, you know, they struggle a little bit, and uh, you just kind of get you're a little uncomfortable. You think you got to kind of play catch up and do something different, and uh, they probably didn't need to, and uh, what's you know probably got what's got them beat.
1: Jay Moore's with us, Saylvar City Radio. Jay, last thought, will get you out. Uh, does Nebraska get a road win this season in Big Ten play?
2: We got to get one, don't they? Figure out they got to get one. <laughs> we <laughs> said that for, for a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: a law of
0: averages. Come on. They're at Illinois.
1: Say, yeah. They're, They're, at They're, They're at Northwestern. They're at Michigan. Is- They're at Ohio State. Right. Those are the four road games.
2: Yeah. I mean, they got to go to Illinois. You got go to go. Do they go to Purdue yet too? No. they don't thank go God. there. They avoided oh, that no. one this year. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So. I don't, I mean, Illinois is a really good, I mean, they're top 10 teams, so I don't foresee that one, although with this basketball team, that would probably, wouldn't surprise me more that they go go and win at Illinois for some reason, (laughs) Uh, just, you know, they kind of always do the complete opposite, just when you want to give up on them, they kind of bring you back in, yeah, I I think they'll they'll get one, it's, you know, it might be later in the year, and it might be one of those wins where it's probably, unfortunately, too little, too late type of scenario, you know, and uh, I mean... You look at it; they can get the 22 wins. I think that's still probably a really good number to get them. I, I know their their win at K State is holding strong, and you know the home game wins are, are good, but you know losses to Rutgers and Minnesota, and um, you know this loss against Maryland, getting blown out like they did, is just the RPIs and the and the net wrecking, all that stuff. They don't they don't like it, and uh, I know the Big Ten's always tough to battle in, but they can get they can get one one more, you know probably if you get two road wins, depending of the year, you like their chances, but uh, they just got to figure out who they want, you know, who they are and just kind of buckle down on the road and find some toughness and just find something they can lean on and maybe getting Jawan Gary back in the lineup might, may help. Uh, but just two polar opposite teams, Jekyll and Hyde uh, this year, which you just can't, I know it's hard to win. I think I saw a stats. 70% of the teams are winning at home in major college basketball, uh, at the conferences, but you know, you show one thing at home that looks really dang good, and then you go on the road, and it's you're just like, who is this team? And so you just just kind of makes you wonder what's between the ears sometimes on the on the road, and and uh, what's kind of be you know what kind of messages are being said to them on the road to you know the, to get those you know those you know awkward performances.
1: Jay Moore with us. big red wrap up, Blackshirt Husker NFL, are at Jay Moore Forty Four. Jay will check in next week. Thanks for a few minutes, bud.
2: Yeah, thanks, boys.